Wow. Hello, everybody. I'm Del Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins. And this is the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Oh, and we're back. We are back. Are you you're 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 not clear to me. You're like Sybil Shepherd on Moonlighting on my oh. end. I hope well, I prefer that RuPaul's Drag Race season one filter. You know, I don't want you to be able to tell whether I'm a small girl child or an 80 year old man. I don't. I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, you're 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 somewhere between that and a burn victim. All uh, right. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. No one cares about me. How are you, Del Shores? On behalf oh. of everyone. I am good. I am absolutely good. I'm back. I, I got my sling off yesterday. I've got, you know, that's about all I can do, but it's all good. Good doctor's report. So we are good. Oh, no, you do not going to get away with this. Uh, you are going to have to tell us all the story. Well, I didn't want to get out of order. I thought you were going to do those headlines and then we talk about it, but we'll, I'll tell you everything. No, I know we will. Honestly, well, the real answer is we had to change our internet this weekend. Spectrum sent us a box and said, change out your modem and your router. And oh, so I, I had to do it all by myself. And I felt like it was really impressive that I managed to do it without calling Spectrum. I think I could work for NASA now, but I have the internet turned off so I can be plugged into the ethernet, but it's still connected to that weird Spectrum, you know, Wi-Fi 40. You know, but it's coming clearer. I don't know what happened. It was like a miracle. It all just kind of cleared up. So. Like I, I'm trying to make it not do that. But yes, we do have a very great show for our comeback show. Don't worry. You will hear everything you could possibly want to know about Dell's trip pillin'. <laughs> and then we'll get to HIV vaccine progress, Lil Nas X's Satan Shoes, Matt Gates, Scott Rudin, the Arkansas anti-trans bill, Buttigieg and cruising. From healthcare to OnlyFans, Prance to the Chihuahua, homosexuality hiding evangelists, and more. <laughs> Ooh, it's a full show. It's a full show. <laughs> um, but now, while I figure out my internet problem, please tell everyone the delightful adventure that you had in this. Well, first of all, it was it was uh, it was very fast. I mean, you know, I got there and I was I was really apprehensive as as I'm sure all of you who've had surgery know you're going under and changed my will. I, I cut Emerson out. And now, that was it. He's like, you know what? We're done. You know, you just start thinking of all this shit. And then, and then I came out of it. And it, at first you feel just great because you have this nerve block and then, you know, the pain starts, but, uh, but yeah, I was pilling there for a few days. I think you, you probably got a phone call when I was pilling and uh, I, I made some phone calls that I wasn't aware of. I know that uh, Rosemary Alexander, I was feeling very guilty because I knew in my head I needed to call them or text them. Uh -huh. And so I was apologizing the next day. I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't call you. And she said, oh, you called. You left a message. You left a message. And so I guess I was slurring like my mama and my Aunt Rita when they were on uh, on the pills. And, uh, and, and then there was this, you know, you know, my house where I have a couch that I can see out across this kind of valley of hit of and a, a hill. And I kept seeing, I couldn't remember what you call a herd of deers. I kept saying a flock of deers, which I knew uh -huh. was wrong, but uh -huh. not a gaggle. It's not, I, I didn't know what it, but I swear I saw all these, these deer 
on the, and I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure they weren't. I, I am pretty positive they were. And because uh, I've lived here almost 10 years and I've never seen a herd of deer on, Matt said, I think they were coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went out and I was confused. I was like, where do you think you saw them? But there is, there is this little patch of hillside where Bambi's parents could be roaming the wild. They could be there, right? They're, it's realistic that there are maybe some deer up there. Yes, they absolutely could so, be. That is not uh, That is not the most ridiculous thing that you've ever thought. No, it's not. But the good news is this. I went to my post stop yesterday and I'm not going to bore you because I don't want to sound like some old man with, you know, you know, I get to my constipation or whatever. But uh, I went and my doctor said, you are a full, at least a week, maybe two weeks ahead of schedule for recovery. They told me I could take off my sling in my house, not to do it outside the house because people won't know that I've got, you know, this broken wing and uh, gave me some therapy to do and I'm on it. And I slept last night without that brace, which I absolutely loved. And I've got, uh, you know, the other shoulder is going to get uh, operated on in July and then I'll be good as new. There's uh, the that's that the very exciting. And I will say everyone in the comments is incredibly thrilled that you are well and healthy and back alive. Um, yep. But Everybody, I need to tell you. Everybody's going to the wrong sling. I knew they would. It's all. I, mean, I, I was nice about it. I let you have medical device only. Although, let's be honest, you could end up in the other kind of sling and at some point need medical assistance as well. That's exactly right. I have never been in a sling, but I've been of service to someone in a sling. I will admit that. So you got a sling set. That's what a <laughs> playground is. It's just a sling set. They're, they're really just, honestly, the whole point of a sling is it's just so you can be a little lazier. You know, there's a place to put your legs, a place to put your hands. You don't got to hold anything up. It's like, look, I'm good. Let's go for a while. Just push, just push and rock. Um, yeah, you, just, you just let momentum do most of the work. Shove it in. Shove back in. Oh, Shove. We've never talked about slings on the show. I can't believe it. Well, um, I'm glad after 200 episodes in seven and a half years that we can still find new ways to get right up to that line to embarrass ourselves and everybody else and push right past it. Yes. So, yeah. So, so I, I'm off the pills, y'all. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm cold stone sober right now. I have had a few people asking me if I've had any leftovers. You know what industry you are in when you get calls and go, how are you doing? And by the way, did you finish your Percocet? I'm not going to name names, but y'all can just, y'all can start guessing. The, uh, there's more than a few. I mean, it's not like you could just guess one. Um, but wait, I need to tell everybody, I love that in the history of our lives, I gave like 15 minutes for this. And every time limit I've ever set on the show for anything, no matter whether it's two minutes or 20, you managed to run past and you're like, no, 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 that's it. That's all the stories. Well, I didn't want to bore everybody with every single detail. Well, I love that you're worried now about that. The fact that <laughs> Can I bank some of this time for other shit? That's right, store it up, save them for later. Say, I want a few of those minutes from my recovery back. But I do need to tell everybody, I tried, y'all, I tried to figure out how to share this with you all. Dell called me and left the sweetest voice memo on my cell phone um, the day of the surgery. Because, of course, we all wanted to make sure it all went well. And he called and he said, Emerson, I didn't die, period. 
The surgery went well, period. They played Brandy Clark and country music through the surgery, which I don't remember, but I'm sure it helped, period. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have to say period. This is a voice memo. <laughs> it was all I could do. <laughs> I'm so stupid. It was so <laughs> wonderful because you could hear the thought process because it was very, very early, you know, after coming out, still definitely up on your... I was... <laughs> still hopped up on that Novocaine and things, but listening to you meet the realization of, oh, I don't have to do that for this. <laughs> the whole reason I did this was I could just send a memo and not have to text. Not have to. Oh, goodness. I cannot believe that. But I've had people, other people do that to me before where they're, you know, because you get confused because you're doing so many uh, ways of, of texting. But it was the only man. I don't really love voice memos, but it was the only way I could do it that day. And I and that does prove one thing. I am still a codependent when I'm under anesthesia coming yeah. out of it. I am still trying to take care of everybody, making sure they know. Um don't you worry. That's so sweet and so caring of you. But also, have people been doing that thing? You know, it's like you have a, a thing happen, and then you have to spend as much time. You get tired of telling people, are you cutting and pasting? Like, I'm fine. This is what I am. I am. I, I make a generic update on a daily basis because, and the good news is you, you don't, you don't want to get upset because people are concerned about you. But uh, it is like when you're the first three days, I was going, I'm never going to do this again. I'm not getting the other one fixed. It was so much pain because I mean, uh, many of you know that the, the, the pain sometimes breaks. So, I mean, the, the pills don't work until six hours. And I'm very, very rule oriented with opiates because of my mom's addiction. And uh, I, I just uh, uh, was not in the mood to answer all these text messages. So, yeah, I started copying and pasting. Because uh, at a certain point, it's like, oh, that's sweet. And I don't, you are not one of the people that needs to check in on me every day. There are a few that come out and you're going, I hadn't heard from you in two years. Where the fuck have you been? Be like, <laughs> your concern. Be like, um, that is very sweet. But if we don't talk often, you could, you could check in on Facebook not on text and certainly not on a voicemail. But I did get some good stuff. I had people sending me food. I felt like it was, I was back in church where, you know, the, the sick and the afflicted. Um, yes. Rosemary Alexander, the, the queen of cooking, made me so many meals and so many people sent me meals and flowers and I got a, a big old, what's it called? Not cactus, the other one succulent arrangement in front of me here that was sent to me that this was a funny story emerson so um i got some flowers and i was talking to beverly d'angelo who you know we're very close and she goes well now my competitive spirit is coming out well the next day i get this big thing of succulents and rocks delivered oh. at my door with one arm and i'm like looking at this going how the fuck am i going to get this in the house right I, I, I had to literally drag it in and then have someone else help me pick it up. But um, anyway, it was everybody was sweet, lovely. Uh, nobody, nobody was an asshole. So, well, that's good. And I hope you felt loved because there sure was a lot of it from out everywhere. I felt a lot of love. I did, and I did do one. I did do one Instagram post 
uh, while peeling. I promised yeah. I would, and so I did. But I looked at it back, and I thought, oh, it doesn't seem that much different than when I'm sober. They, they were. They, they. I will say, was you know, we've had work to do, of course, and he's been great. But you did look at me one of the days, and 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 you got off on a tangent, and then you went, Emerson. You know, I I I wander with my thoughts sometimes, but I can usually get back to where I was. And now once I get away from it, it's just gone. <laughs> I know, I, I felt like I could, I usually can circle back. <laughs> I can find where the point was. You know, it's like, uh, I, I love Michael Medema is in the, in the, the chat room. And I, when I was doing a show in, uh, in San Francisco years ago, I, I always picked one person. I said, look, I get off track in my shows and you're going to, you're going to be responsible for bringing me back. And he yeah. looks at me and he goes, Oh honey, I'm on Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> Not That's it. I do want to show I, you my war wound. So oh, there, you can kind of yeah. see the, um, the incision there. So they uh -huh. did is they literally built a new shoulder for me. It's all plastic. I saw it yesterday on the imaging, it's plastic and a lot of bolts that, that work. And it's very miraculous what we can, uh, you know, as we fall apart, what they can put back together for us. That's right. You're just uh, a transformer nowadays. So, all so right. Good go. Well, good, I'm so glad. And we are, and to all of you, we are thrilled to be back with all of you uh, doing our live shows. Um, and to everybody who's now listening, who subscribes to our show as a podcast, I got it up everywhere. Pandora, Google, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere, Google, anywhere that you I want to podcast. I don't want to say it because it'll respond. Try, but try. Hey, Google, play the Dell and Emerson show. What he say? I looked for the Dell and Emerson show, but it either isn't available or can't be played right now. Oh. That's rude. If I do it to Alexa on mine, she plays it. She Maybe, it hasn't, Maybe it hasn't caught up. We'll keep trying. Uh, but to those of you that watch live, thank you. Also, please subscribe somewhere. Um, and to the three, Erica, two more people wrote reviews, but there's 70 people watching this. And I know a lot of y'all have watched a lot of shows. And it sure would help if you'd click the link I just put in the chat and write a little review of our show if you enjoy what we do here. Yeah, I do. Say something, say something nice or say something. And every now and then they get in fights. Um, start throwing things. Tucker said that you set off his Hey Google at his house. So it worked everywhere. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what we are supposed to do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And we're going to cover a few things we missed in the last two weeks and on to some new things. And real quick first, I just wanted to note that April 1st, uh, we passed the 20th anniversary of the first same-sex marriages in the Netherlands. Um, four couples were married on that very first day, and all of them are still together. One in one couple, one of the husbands has died. Uh, but 20 years, and you can now uh, marry a same-sex partner in all or part of 29 countries. So a long way we've come as we look at how much further we have to go. I think that's pretty good. This one died, we only lost one. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, in 20 years, I find it way more impressive that all four of them are still together. That's way above the average divorce rate of oh, one yeah. in two marriages in the divorce. For my marriage. Um, so, <laughs> Not yeah. that one. Either one of them. Uh, all right, and this next one, I wanted to provide you a platform as we're back to rant about Matt Gates. 
Oh, Matt Gates. Y'all know I have been ranting about Matt Gates forever. First of all, he has just got the biggest blockhead I've ever seen in my life. So let's just get real nasty, dirty, and talk about his physical. He looks like, he reminds me, Emerson, I don't know if he, he reminds you, but he reminds me of one of those frat boys at Baylor that gained about 20 pounds and never lost it and didn't know it. They just they still thought they were as hot as they were when they came into school and they just like carried themselves. I just can't stand this motherfucker. But he is in a big scandal now. It's shocking. Uh, and he has no friends, not on the Republican side or on the Democrats. Everybody hates him. They say they say he is the most hated person since Ted Cruz. So, you know, that but loves, loves any opportunity to be on TV. He, uh, but but he often play, pays for women uh, for flights and for their hotels. And uh, a heel source sent the Daily Beast a photo of a trash bin. This is so scandalous. <laughs> a trash bin outside of Gates' office as lawmakers cleared out their offices at the end of the recent session. And at the top of the heap was an empty Costco-sized box of bare skin Trojan condoms. They were not magnum. Uh, that, or they didn't say in the article they were magnum. So here's what happened. So it seems like that there has been some prostitutes being paid for by Matt Gates, and one of them perhaps is under age. So he there's a big investigation going on right now, and he has this friend, this tax collector friend named Joel Greenberg, who allegedly connected Gates with these women and coordinated their date, their time, and compensation, and they use Venmo. Venmo, y'all. Uh, and, and there, there were many women, one, like I said, was 17 years old. So over text using Apple Pay, cash uh -huh. out, he would ask the women to find other women. Then he also shared nude pictures of these women, uh, sometimes videos on the house floor. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. He sent $900, Venmoed it, uh, and on the little memo, it said test, and in and then it said hit up, and then this girl's name. It was a nickname for one of the girls that ultimately Greenberg sent three Venmos to for $900, equaling the same amount that Matt Gates sent him. So he sent it to three girls, and what they said it was for, tuition and school. And they like it just every single day, y'all. I hope you are watching this scandal unravel. It is ah uh, fucking amazing, and he has been his had his nose up Trump's ass forever, and Trump is not saying anything. I mean, that's my favorite part of this is that the only people where was he speaking the other day, and the only people that had come to his defense were Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I thought, well, if that in a trio of the worst possibility. Right. You know, when you're down to that, that trinity, that's another trinity. I mean, they, no one likes you. It also feels like he was already preparing, it seemed like, to head out the door to get his One America News Network or Newsmax nighttime to be Tucker Carlson's competitor on one of the even worse networks. And this is a wrench in his plans he did not prepare for. Venmo, y'all, I mean, I have written some weird... Venmo things. I love to text Blake like random money, like my rent and things on Venmo and then write for sex. But like the idea that he did not occur to them that people would know that that was accessible. Well, did he just not make it, you know, because I don't ever, I don't like people knowing my shit. So I don't, when I Venmo somebody, if I Venmo you, you know, I always 
put I just put it private. I don't well, put yeah, it. but it's still an app full of information. Like the what did they think this was like completely anonymous wire transfers happening in a Bahamas or in Switzerland or somewhere where there was gonna be no record? Like you said a person money, there is a paper trail of that, even if the paper trail is in your phone. I'm telling you, boys and girls, cash, cash, cash. That's right, honey. Pay for your sex workers' time in cash if you don't want people to know. And also, these poor women were not paid enough to deal with Matt Gates. Sex worker is a profession, and they deserved more for having to put up and even pretend that he was interesting, much less anything beyond that which might have happened. I mean, 300 each. And he's parading his fiance out and he's doing like so women for right rights for women organization. That's where he was speaking or something. Bullshit. Uh -huh. I mean, it uh -huh. is y'all. It is a Broadway musical. If I ever saw one. I mean, and best featured actor goes to whoever plays Nestor in the Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah. Gatesgate. His adopted son, Nestor. Uh -huh. Uh-huh. Now oh. it's going to be the follow-up. The first one, the first musicale about those scandals has to be Jerry Falwell and the pool boy and the trainer. And that is the part one. And then the Gatesgate, the musicale experience can be like, you know, one in a series of musicals. You could, well, you could do a whole musical about all these uh, scandals, I think. So opening number is Larry, what's his face? The toe tapping. <gasps> Wait, you open this musical with a tap dance number the way they open 42nd Street where you always yeah. see from the knees down, but it stalls and it's just men's feet toe tapping sideways back and forth. And it's Larry Crick. What was his, who was it? What was his name? Is that uh, right? Was, that senator, somebody helped us out. That senator from, I think he was one of those North Craig, calls. Larry Craig, the, uh, that was the toe tapper in the bathroom who just said he had a wide stance and it opens the Republican sex scandal musical experience. I'm telling you, if Michael Shepard is in the house, we've got the next hit at the Celebration Theater. <laughs> um, oh, you all, well, oh, did that feel good? I knew it would, you know. There's, thank the you, thank you. I know I went over on that story, so now I'm, I'm we're behind. It. it was worth it. Also, and yes, Venmo transactions. Leanne always writes therapy when she sends us our Venmo tips. That's what she says, she says it's for. I do enjoy sending nonsense ones, but I'm aware that if like, you know, if the IRS audited me or something, Venmo is a plate. They can get to that, y'all. It's not anonymous just because it's only on your phone, dumbass. Dumbass. All right, another really big and serious uh, news that Arkansas trans bill we talked a lot before our break had a lot of activity while we were gone that I'm sure you've seen. They passed the bill to ban gender confirmation surgeries, hormone treatments, and puberty blockers for LGBTQ for trans youth. And then it was vetoed by Governor Hutchison, who actually said, while the population of minors dealing with this is an extreme minority, this could lead to significant harms from suicide to drug use to isolation. A position he got from meeting with parents of trans students, trans advocates, and trans people. That, that position is a direct result of him encountering trans people. Well, the legislature went, of course, and you saw overrode the veto easily to pass it. It will become law. Trey Strangio's deputy director at the ACLU for trans issues said they will definitely be preparing to fight it in court. But Hutchison went on to CNN this weekend talking about compassionate conservatives 
caring for all our young people, whether they're trans youth or otherwise. So that message is getting through to some people. However, he had no problem signing the ban on trans youth in sports. So one step forward, 10 steps back, but Arkansas on the front line of it will become law and they did not care that the governor didn't even support it. So lots of that continuing to happen. We'll update you with other states and info uh, as we keep going. With yeah, and I saw, that, I, saw, I, I saw that interview, I thought it was really interesting uh, how, how he um, he did seem to be caring and compassionate, and then and then he went into the sports issue, and he was he was basically saying it's unfair to our our females, you know, born female at birth, blah blah blah, and he went into that whole thing. So, as much as there is compassion, there's still a level of ignorance uh, yeah. going on. Um, so, all right, uh, this is so interesting to me. Uh, we've got uh, George E. Landon, an Albany County legislator in New York, has resigned after he was called on video being homophobic. Now, in the video, he says, this whole gender, it doesn't he just look like a bigot? This whole gender issue, okay, everything God does is sustainable. It's sustainable. It goes on and on and on. It's perpetual. Sorry. When you have homosexual relationships, it's not perpetual. Give them an island. They'll be gone after 40 years, okay? Because they can't. God created us to be this way. Then he apologized saying, I've never been homophobic, nor do I think any individual should be placed on an island. But it's a nice island. I mean, I'm okay with that. If it's a bunch of other homosexual homosexuals, I'm okay with going to that island, uh, George. Uh, I deeply regret my foolish off-the-cuff comment that may have caused so much that has caused so much pain. Here's what's so interesting to me because I've heard this island theory. Yeah, just ship them off, just put them on uh -huh. an island together. Because, right. I, but I don't know how gay people are begetting. Uh, going back to the Bible term, we are not begetting gay people. It's I know. the states who are making us, y'all. Yeah, it's like they think we grow on some gay tree. Like if we're all off on an island, like we literally can't make more of us without a doctor, a surrogate, a test tube, a, a donor, a sperm donor, or an egg donor. Like uh, for us to make more people is difficult. You put us all on an island, the straights will just keep making more of us and you'll just keep having to ship more boats out. Be like the ferry to Provincetown. And you know what we'll be doing on that island? We'll be making slings and we're going to be having sex parties and playing shit. We and don't worry now, y'all, there can be a book club for the conservative LGBTQ people. Don't worry, y'all can meet up under the huts. The sex sling can hang from the palms in one corner of the island. The ferry full of fairies will leave on the first of every month to bring the new crop of homosexuals, people who enjoy pansexual, bisexual, anybody interested, frankly, come on over. And I'll be directing that musical about those Republican scandals. I mean, we're, we're just, you don't think that we, if they fucking put us on an island, you don't think we'd make the best of it? I mean, come on. I know, I mean, we've got a number of islands around the world where we're rather prevalent anyway. You know, you got pizza. I, I, where would Gay Island need to be? You know, like in the Canary Islands or a little one off Hawaii, you know. I've been to the Canary Islands. That would be a good one. Yeah, real nice. yeah that'd be good. Yo, everybody vote. Where should we put Gay Island? And obviously all of the LGBTQ community is, is welcome. Uh, but, you know, it should be in some kind of archipelago. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> someone said it should be Rainbow Island. I like that. <laughs> Rainbow Island. No, I want it to be, and then we need a winter and a summer. So we've got options, you know, right at the end of the Alaskan Islands, at the end of the archipelago, 
There should yeah. be a, one there too. Ricky Martin's Island, Gay Fantasy Island, Cook Islands, Turks and Caicos from Tony. Leanne wants to know if she could come cook for us. Of course you could. There are lots. It's very easy to get a visa to visit Gay <laughs> Island. <laughs> yes, all, the, all of our fruit flies are welcome. <laughs> uh -huh, that's correct. I, I just always find it's such a weird, old, archaic thing. Put them all on an island. I mean, obviously, it's based in dangerous bigotry, like internment camps and all sorts of like horrifying things. But it's still just the dumbest thing because you just end up imagining a tropical vacation. It's got to be a big island, too. A real um, big. There's a lot of them. And, and, you know, the, the, what he didn't say, which we're not, which is what I heard in sermons, is round them up. That's right. <laughs> That's, he skipped right past that part. Um, all right, but and relatedly, oh wait, hold on, did I not put it? Oh Lord, uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg gave his very first press briefing since joining the Biden administration. So Secretary Mayor Pete said, "We will be able to be cruising by midsummer." Y'all, homosexuals, farm rides screamed. We all realized he did not mean that kind of cruising. He's talking, of course, about the big boats, petri dishes full of people. Um, the CDC is feeling hopeful that the ship cruise industry will be able to return. He said it's got to be safe and responsible. Now, the industry has resumed in other parts of the world. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration and the CDC saying that they don't really have the right to close an entire industry based on very little evidence and very little data. And my counter to that is, remember at the beginning of all this when that boat full of people with the COVID was trying to dock? <laughs> that was actually one of the first signs for a lot of us that there was a problem that was going to affect America in addition to ignoring it in the rest of the world. Like Remember, all those people were on that boat forever. And they ran out of, everybody was dying. Remember they ran out of room in the morgue and they had to put everybody in the freezer. I would not want to die on a cruise ship and be stuck <laughs> in a freezer. That's I would not. Um, of course, you wouldn't know. That's true. Well, how do you know you wouldn't know? You don't know that shit. We don't know. We, we, there might be your, your, you know, your soul might be hovering. Well, I was going to say, if you've got some unfinished business and you're going to hover and haunt some people, you might be annoyed that you were in the freezer like a popsicle. But if you've got some unfinished business, I don't think it's in the morgue. Uh, well, but it did lead to lots of headlines like this. Buttigieg wants cruising to resume by midsummer, and I cheer. You know, all those old cruising grounds that have gone by the wayside flourishing again in the time. I mean, because let's be honest, as we get to the second, the, everyone vaccinated, I, this summer is going to be a little bonkers. It's going to be a little bit nuts. And, and literally nuts, like in your face, in your mouth, by your butt. I get I, my second shot tomorrow and I could not be more excited. I'm just excited. That I'm, in, I'm in walking distance from Griffith Park. Stroll on up, make a friend. Now, don't do anything silly. Make a friend to go elsewhere. No, no, no. There's nothing I do not want. I do not want to have to have something expunged off my record. <laughs> those days are those. The days of that being a necessary part of it is gone. But you can thrillingly meet someone in a public venue and then move to a private place to continue the activities. But Lord, this slutty summer that is on its way. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and you know that's what I'm glad I live alone. I, I just put the chihuahuas in the other room. Um, <laughs> Say sorry, yeah. girls. I don't get to participate in this part. <laughs> All right. Well, the summer of cruising. Um, 
we've reached the halfway point of our return show. I, I can tell y'all missed us as much as we missed doing it. I feel like, obviously I'm known to talk quickly, but today I feel a little bit micro machine man, that guy who used to do the commercials, like just trying to get it all in. Like I'm gonna make up for the last four shows by talking even faster. Well, well we have reached the halfway point. And if y'all enjoy what we do here to provide you entertainment and quality content, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It is not required. It is not expected, but it is always appreciated for the effort we put in here. And I just want to give, I mean, so many of you have been so consistent in that. And we, as we say many times over, if it's going to stress you on any level, please, 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 please do not, do not give, give, uh, give to yourself. But I right. uh, wanted to give a big shout out to Johnny Hartman. He, he, uh, John, John has been so good to us during this. Uh, and uh, just wanted to say thanks. And, uh, yes. And to Mark, who already donated today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um, Emerson, I'm going to add to this story. I'm going to try to get through it fast. But years ago, I had a meeting with a producer in town uh, who became, at the time, he was already very, very famous and already doing very well. But I wrote a screenplay called Tainted Love, and I got a meeting with Scott Rudin. And it was a beautiful meeting. He was lovely, and he talked about how he grew up in the 80s and the dance clubs and blah, blah, blah. Well, what I did not know was behind the scenes, oh, Scott Rudin is quite a monster. This week, The Hollywood Reporter released an in-depth expose on gay Uber producer and EGOT winner Scott Rudin allegations since uh, include Rudin smashing a computer monitor on an assistant's hands, bringing blood to his hands, uh, throwing objects in the office, telling slave play author Jeremy O'Hiris, you're a baby playwright who has written one good play. No one gives a fuck what you have to say. Uh, made, he made racially insensitive jokes about uh, President Barack Obama. He called Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, our friend, an idiot. Uh, and I'll tell you, she's not. He's lying about former employees when give, given grievances and standing a colleague and stranding a colleague on the highway, literally was getting an argument in a car and just put the guy out. Um, so Caroline Rugo uh, spoke on record saying she was fired as his executive coordinator because of the half hour she spent on exercise in the morning because that's a treatment for her diabetes. She was fired because of that. Uh, she said 100% I could have sued him, but I didn't because of the fear of being blacklisted. But I've worked for Net at Netflix for a year and a half. I love this part of the story. And it was such a shock to the system because it's one of the most respectful and progressive workplaces in terms of employee relationships. Now that I've established myself there, I am part of a team where my opinions are, are respected and welcome. I have no issue speaking out against and about Scott. Everyone just know he is an absolute monster. So I guess it's good that I ultimately did not um, sell that screenplay to him. Yeah. <laughs> Although I could have taken the money and been all right with that. And, you know, it's I it's just horrifying to hear. Right. To think about because uh, a lot of the conversations have been Me Too related, assault related. You know, of course, the Weinstein stuff. But the power differential, this idea that like Uber producers or big name directors or creative geniuses, quote, get to be miserable people that abuse the people below them 
uh, with their power, with the way they talk to them, with the demands that they make of them, that we are also confronting that because that's as pervasive across many industries, but certainly this one where it's just accepted that this person that has a lot of power does whatever they want, treats people however they want, and people put up with it because they're a launching pad to something else that they can survive that person. Um, and it's important that we talk about those things as well and that we continue to push to make that unacceptable. It's like what we say at the beginning of every one of our projects, we don't work with assholes. That's that right. I was say, what's our philosophy? I was going to say, Emerson, what is our philosophy? We, it's really, we no longer work yes. with assholes because we yep. have worked, Emerson and I have worked with some assholes and I'm not going to name them on the show, but we have worked with some assholes. I will not work with the assholes anymore. If anybody is an asshole as an actor, they're gone. They're going to be gone. They finish your fucking episode. We will write you out. It's real easy to drop a chandelier on someone's head. In and out. Just because well, I always say we're not curing cancer. I've always said if you cure cancer, you cure HIV, you cure some pervasive disease that impacts the all of humanity. That person could be a little bit of an asshole, and I'd be like, you know what? They cure cancer, so I'm gonna yeah. take it. Nobody else. That's it. There's just no excuse. So, and and but for her to have to have a solid job that she trusts she has to be able to share this story. You know, that's what keeps people quiet: fear of other damage to their own progress. You know what made me really happy and that I watched so much Netflix and that she was so positive about Netflix. It made me want to work at Netflix. So Netflix, Absolutely. I mean, come on in. Who don't want to work at Netflix? They have more money than God. Like, oh, that's what made it. They're just throwing money at people. I would work at Netflix right this second, even if they were a little bit mean. A little bit mean? No. Yeah. A little bit mean. You'd be a little bit mean. A little bit. Um, but good for them. And it's hard to talk about people whose careers and lives are on the line to talk about someone that powerful is still a risk. So applauding the people who stepped forward and stood up to say those things. Absolutely. In other news, because there's been a lot of this. I've seen a lot of this across the pandemic. Uh, I want you to meet somebody. This is James Cow, a 23 year old gay man in the UK who started working in healthcare as an assistant at age 18 for his family business in a private home for dementia care, then went on to work for another private home. Well, a month ago, he posted a TikTok saying, hi everyone, I'm a healthcare assistant and have been for the last six years. Because of the 1% pay raise, I've started OnlyFans and I'm making more money in three days than I'd make in a month at work. So sorry, Boris, but I'm done with healthcare and now I'm an online whore. <laughs> He was protesting that Boris Johnson in the UK, they were pitching a 1% pay raises to nurses. And he said, with the pressure from the coronavirus pandemic causing all healthcare industries huge amounts of strain, I felt underappreciated and insulted. He's charging 1199 pounds per month and now has nearly 7,000 followers. He made over a year's salary from his nursing assistant job in 22 days. That's great. Good for him. And he's not alone. I feel like we talked about it some, but in the when the pandemic started last year, the range of people that lost jobs, gig workers, people who were paycheck to paycheck, many people turned to OnlyFans, online sex work content. OnlyFans reported a 75% increase in new signups last March. That accounts to 3.7 million users. But James said his very his family's very supportive. I watched his TikToks. He did a follow-up 
with what seems to be his grandmother, where he says, what do you think about me doing OnlyFans? And she says, I think it's brilliant. Said being a healthcare assistant pays you 100 pounds a day. Being an online whore pays you 1,000 pounds a day. So I'm just on my way to work to hand in my notice. So he quit. <laughs> and you know, good for him and good for the people who can. Obviously, that's not an alternative for many people. I know there's many people for which it's hard for lots of reasons. And he's young and cute. And that makes it a possibility. And of course, there's the consideration of how long will that last? Uh, but it's also representative of the healthcare workers and how we pay them and the, the effort they put in on top of the mental health challenges of what they've been through. Um, it's a cheeky, fun way for him to say it's not worth it. And that's something we should all acknowledge. Well, if I were younger and cuter during this pandemic, I mean, I've masturbated so much, I may as well have made some money. Um, I'm just saying, you know, like, look, you get to set the rules yourself. It's being your own at home porn studio. Um, I used to joke about, you know, it's always good to have a backup plan, but at a certain point, your audience just becomes very niche. <laughs> Isn't it the truth? All right. I sort of love this, uh, this next oh, story. No. I was more excited for you to tell this story. I have, um, I have three little bitches and, and if you watch my Instagram, you know that one of them is a mess, but she is nothing compared to this dog. Y'all meet Prancer. This is Prancer. And he's a two-year-old uh, Chihuahua and he's available for uh, adoption uh, through Second Chance Pet Adoption League. Now he lived with an elderly woman who treated him like a human. So he got, he was never socialized. And he's just been, he's just a neurotic mess. But the post says, this is from his, his foster, uh, the, the foster home that he is in. There's not a very big market for neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. But I have to believe that there's someone out there for Prancer because I'm tired. And so is my family. Every day we live in the grips of this demonic chihuahua hellscape he has created in our home. I've tried for the last several months to post this dog for adoption and make him sound palatable. I am convinced at this point he's not a real dog. He's more like a vessel of a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. Prancer only likes women. Hate nothing else. If you have a husband, do not bother applying mm -hmm. unless you hate him. Uh, the ideal home would be with a single woman, a mother and a daughter, or a lesbian couple. He is loyal beyond belief, although to tell you a secret, he, his complex is really just a facade for his fear. If someone tried to kill you, I guarantee you he would run away screeching. Now, he does have some good traits. He smiles when he's excited. He's completely housebroken. And he's quiet and non-destructive when left at home alone. He will probably live to be 21 years old, just out of spot. So take that into account if you're interested. Now, this has gone so viral, y'all. And Prancer is still available for adoption. And I know that Rob Dietrich just adopted a new dog. So Rob, you might want a third one. Bring old Prancer into the mix there. I just put the post in the chat for anyone who wants to read the entire thing, because for one thing, this Tiffany, I believe is her name, that has the, that has Prancer currently, has comedic genius, as Leslie oh. Jordan would say, because the way she wrote this post, I have so much sympathy for her, but you can just see the picture she paints 
of this devil chihuahua. That she goes so far as to say it'd be best with a lesbian couple or a mother, single mother with only daughters. <laughs> My favorite part is like, do not if you have a husband, do not adopt him unless you hate him. Hate him, like, <laughs> oh, honey, we just got the sweetest dog. Like, I, I mean, I just laughed so hard. You know, I joked once because everybody acts like all pets are wonderful. And I joked once about writing a parody film about a dog that everyone loves that hates its owner. So everyone's like, oh, he's so sweet. And every time everyone else turns away, he like destroys everything. And at the end of the movie, the, the owner dies. They bring the dog to the funeral and it's like, oh, he's so sad. And everyone starts to walk away and the dog lifts its leg and pees on the grave. Like, some pets hate people, just like some people hate people. Well. I'm mean, let's be, I appreciate the honesty. Cause it'd be like, if we were writing an ad to give away Gracie, I mean, bless the world. If something happened to you and I was unable to take her cause I'm the only one that would, we would have to disclose extremely intelligent, refuses to understand the concept of the leash. Uh, yeah, oh, don't worry, the leash, and, and, but speaks to you. Like, uh -huh. today, I wish y'all could have seen Gracie today. We were, Emerson and I were meeting on our project and Gracie literally got in the chair, just what, like one of the ones I'm sitting in. She prances up and she just, she's listening to Emerson and then she'll go, Ugh. and then she'll listen some more and then she'll go, Ugh. Uh, she's in love with you. And I did, you know, I told you I changed my will and I left you, but if you take Gracie, you have to take Sissy. You got to take Sissy, I know. Danielle. Bitsy is good alone. She doesn't give a shit about those other dogs. She would, oh, Danielle, okay, Danielle, but you have to take Sissy too. They go uh, together. It's a set. Uh, but I'm just saying, y'all, Gracie, to this day, you start walking her and she yanks back on the leash like she doesn't know how this is going to go every time. You'd be walking along and she pulls to the side and stares at you like we don't do this multiple times every day. Melissa says, what? Melissa's my neighbor and she walks my dogs occasionally. She goes, what is it about Gracie putting on those brakes? <laughs> Say, look, I give her a yank and off we go. Like she, it's like, at this point, it's just like a pattern. She knows, but off she goes. Uh, well, bless. Well, here's to Prancer and finding the right home and particularly so that the original poster who is fostering Prancer to this point can have some peace. Absolutely. Um, some updates. Uh, the Lil Nas X story blew up right as our, we did our last show, and then it has gone big since then. Uh, his new video and song, Call Me By Your Name, Montero, went all the way to number one, which is super exciting. I'm sure and hope you have seen so many people, the bigots got all upset, and so many people said, oh, you mean after decades and decades of telling LGBTQ people, gay people, that they were going to hell, at some point they just believed you and decided to say it fine, and now you're upset about it? have been amazing to watch, but he also partnered with a brand that does remake, sells redesigned Nike shoes, the boutique MSCHF, and they introduced Satan shoes, featuring a pentagram, an inverted cross, and allegedly containing a drop of human blood, sold for $1,018, a reference to Luke 10:18, which says, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, like it happened in the video. They sold 666 pairs. They sold out. Well, South Dakota governor, that Christie, got in a tweet fight with Lil Nas X. 
She said the shoes were putting at risk children's God-given eternal souls. I don't know if y'all know this, but Lil Nas X, before he became real famous, was a Barb, a Nicki Minaj stan, and you want to talk about a group of people you don't mess with on the internet. A Barb? Well, Nike filed a lawsuit to stop the sale of the shoes for trademark infringement. Metal Judge blocked the shoes from shipping, but all but one pair had already been sent out. They are being voluntarily recalled. Anybody who bought them could get a refund. Sure. But nobody's gonna, because you can resell them for even more. Redesigning and reselling shoes happens all the time. Nike was responding to the threatened boycotts by conservative Christians weeping and gnashing their teeth that he is just not bothered that they're upset about him pole dancing down to hell and taking over. It's, it's like, come on, you're not my demographic, folks. You're not yep. my demographic. Just shut the fuck up. So I just, I love it so much. I love his empowerment of it. I love watching people. Coco Peru was preaching a sermon about it on Instagram the other day. I think there's so many of us who are older, like even what we've done, who have worked in the world of the torture of religion and sexuality and how, you know, related to suicide, people needing to leave the church, families broken up because of what the church says, that seeing someone laugh in the face of the thing that was held over our head, the idea that we would go to hell for who we are and say, fine, if I'm going to hell, I'm gonna have a fucking great time. And watching bigots not know what to do with that brings me such joy. Oh, I love it too. I love it so much because they, they oh, this is, you know, back, you, you, you're, you're hurting our children. You're hurting our children. They're, you know, are putting at risk children's God-given eternal souls. Do you realize how many children's souls that your rhetoric evangelicals put how many souls do you put at risk i mean and how much trauma that you caused and how much death you caused mm -hmm. fuck off i'd All rather right. go to hell than go to your church i would too i would too There's a lot more fun yeah, there are lots of great churches and lots of homes for our people but laughing loving living so, well, in more evangelical news, Robert- I love this one so much. Yeah, I do too. And I went and watched him and he looks like he's, he looks like he should be preaching at the devil's church. Uh -huh. Robert Bull, look at him. He looks so, he looks like Alice Cooper or something. Uh, Robert, uh, Robin D. Bullock is a pastor and self-proclaimed prophet. And of course he has a Southern accent. In a recent two hour service streamed online, he answered prayer requests for healing of three afflictions, cancer, diabetes, and homosexuality. Y'all, we've made the top three, along with cancer and diabetes. And here's what he said. He goes, as far as homosexuality, this is what I heard. I'm going to tell you something I want everybody to keep. This is what I heard from the Lord. Homosexuality is a cover-up for an evangelist. People that are in that lifestyle are really called to be evangelists by the Lord. And this is a spirit that attacks that to stop it. So instead of just praying a lot of things right here, what I'm led to do is call forth the gift of evangelism that God has placed on their lives to come forth and it will drive that other out. I call for the gift of evangelism, that call from God that you, those that are bound up in homosexuality that that the evangelist anointing will come upon their lives because that's what they are. We say to the evangelist inside the homosexual, come forth, come out of that tomb and come forth in Jesus name. <laughs> now look, 
Okay, I took a pregnant pause between Jesus and they. <laughs> but I mean, um, I'm just saying a lot of coming has already happened. Oh, he's homosexuals. You yes. know what? I think he's right. You know because what? I let me tell you what, Del Shores. You sure as shit would have been a pastor in another life. I mean, the number of sermons that you preach on the daily just to the chihuahuas, much less to me and our audience listening far and wide, if that spirit of homosexuality hadn't come upon you, you might be standing in a pulpit. I, I, I Guilty. Guilty as charged. And I think that, but, but I'm thinking if he's an evangelist and he's saying evangelism, homosexuality, perhaps he is a closeted man. Perhaps. It sounds like he might just be enjoying what a lot of homosexuals, a lot of places are saying, and he wants to get them into the church house. I just will say that that gift of gab, the quippy spirit of Noel Coward and Oscar Wilde that we all inherited because we couldn't beat somebody up with our fists, but we could cut them with our words, sure does give a lot of credence to this idea that maybe it's just our homosexuality keeping us all from being Amen. In all seriousness, in middle school, I had a small group leader at a church camp say to me with the series of questions I was asking that I would either be the best or worst thing to happen to the church and they didn't know which. Well, well, you know now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they have not offered the scream Southern Baptist sissies at Baylor yet for some reason. I know they haven't. Well, look what we look at one of our alum. He's in a movie that was a play. Uh-huh. So by another alum. Well, anyway. This is the most correct of the evangelists we have had you perform on the show in quite some time. Yes, thank you for that. And of course. I look, I prepped this comeback show. I gave you a story about a chihuahua, Matt Gates, and a sermon to preach. I know. You, you are That's such true. a, you are a Christian martyr. You are That's a Christian martyr. I am. Uh, honey, I would not be carrying that cross. I'd have set it down at the bottom, at the very beginning of the Via Dolorosa and been like, sorry, girl, somebody else is going to have to carry this. Y'all gonna hang me on it. Um, in genuinely exciting healthcare news, uh, huge news of search for an HIV vaccine out of a small study of 48 individuals by the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative. A new vaccine successfully stimulated the production of rare immune cells needed to generate antibodies against HIV in 97% of participants. You may have seen this headline. Now it was a small study. It's half blind, I believe. So that's 97% of 24 people, but it is huge and could become the first step in a multi-step vaccine strategy to combat HIV and lots of other viral diseases. They'll enter additional clinical trials. And as a next step, they're partnering with Moderna to develop an mRNA based vaccine to produce the same cells, very similar to the tech they use to accelerate the pace of vaccine development with COVID-19. So Moderna's work on COVID-19 could be used in the process of moving towards an HIV vaccine. Long way to go, lots of trials, but incredibly exciting news. Very exciting. The first steps they need to conquer All right. to be able to do that. It is about time. And then fun news, just because he's our buddy and we love him so much. I just love that Leslie Sunday singing has turned into a gospel album and leslie jordan has a new gospel album called companies coming uh leslie jordan and if y'all haven't heard it it is fantastic he's got dolly pardon with tanya tucker with brandy carlisle with tj osborne with eddie better and with chris stapleton so y'all go to itunes however you get your music and just if it just start with the 
the Dolly Parton one just because we love her so much. And then hit that hit that Chris Stapleton and the Brandy Carlisle. They're all fantastic. They really are. I mean, it's one of the big pluses of being hugely beloved and famous in the pandemic and speaking to a country world of people who love him because of his comedy and because of sort of lives. And our friend Travis Howard was huge in producing this yeah. album with him and for him. He's an incredible country songwriter and performer and guitarist and producer. Uh, so huge applause to both of them in the pandemic for making this happen. Yeah, uh, Grammys all around. And also Ashley McBride and Charlie Worshipper, Worshipper on there. And that's a fantastic cut. I just, I'm obsessed with it. It's wonderful. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. All right, one more time before we get to the end of the show. I made this thing and I do want to remind y'all because now I can see where people listen to the show that you can subscribe and hear the podcast so that if you watch live all the time, go ahead and subscribe somewhere. That way, if you miss an episode, it'll download onto your phone, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Please do go write us a review. It's really helpful in lifting us in the search, specifically on iTunes. Once again, I put it in the chat. And y'all that comment here all day, every week, there's 67 of you watching right now, and we have three reviews. So I know not everybody's written one. And yes, I will guilt trip you on our first show back to get you to do so. Please click that link and say something sweet about us like you would tell a friend. Yes. Tell a friend. Um, and as always, if you want to send us a tip, you can do that on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. Look at us. We got it all in, didn't we? We did it all. We came. We are so glad to be back. And delivered. And now I am not in pain and feeling good. So thank y'all for welcoming me back from my 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 sick bed. Um, yeah. Onward and forward. And we love you all. We do. And we will be back on Friday with more of your favorite LGBTQ news and nonsense. Thank you for tuning in. We missed you. We'll be back real soon. Bye, y'all.